I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh my God, no! And, oh and, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, and and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it! Do it harder! Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. I guess we can talk about Hit Row first, because I guess everybody by now knows that Hit Row made their return to WWE on Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, of course, they are without Isaiah Swerve Scott, who is now Isaiah Swerve Strickland, over in All Elite Wrestling. Um, many months ago, they were cut under the stupidest of circumstances. It was like two weeks after B-Fab had signed a new contract or something. It is weird, yeah. And then they were pissed because they wanted to travel with her and then the company that there was some heat on. It's like the, the dumbest unwritten bullshit in WWE that always like permeates everything, like eating in the locker room and shit, like shaking everybody's hands. All you know, meanwhile, there's this other her list of bullshit they could be addressing. But, you know, <laughs> never mind that. Uh, the morning after their return to WWE, Hit Row's top dollar spoke to Busted Open Radio about the process and bringing him back. Dalla said that he and Triple H had kept in communication even after the group was released and Paul Levesque was no longer in WWE. He had sent Levesque clips of he and Ashanti Adonis working at uh, Indies and talked about working together in the future. Levesque reached out on Wednesday of last week to gauge their interest in returning. Now, mm. quickly, they could be back. Yeah, how about that? That interest. That interest is still there, apparently. <laughs> Man, but they had to, like... Cancel that that American Legion gig in Shittsboro. <laughs> I hate that. Yo, man, I, I can't, I can't make it. I can't, I can't make it there, man. I got, I got some shit to do, man. Cause an all night bowling tournament going on Friday night, dog. The three had a Zoom call with the new head of creative to discuss plans, and then they had physicals and contracts next week. Man, we're gonna be the inner inner Arkansas tag team champions. We can't. We gotta make that <laughs> shot. You I think we can make it, man? Yo, Paul, we gotta make that shot. <laughs> When Levesque got the reins and is like, I want to bring my guys back, we were one of his top priorities to get back because he knew what we could bring to the table. About a week and a half ago, he hit me up and was like, how are the rest of the guys? We're good. None of us wasted this whole time. We never stopped training and never stopped being ready. He was like, how fast can I act and get you guys here? Dalla, Adonis, and B-Fab returned to action on Friday's SmackDown with Dalla and Adonis picking a tag team win over two enhancement talents. Never to get those gentlemen's names. Did we ever get the names of those gentlemen? Uh, yeah, that one guy was, uh, uh, Brandon Scott. That and was the he... guy. I think that's the AML guy. Okay. This is uh, like the other guy. I don't, I don't remember his name. No, this is Brian's thing. Now he's Brian's pretty good at, at, sp at uh, spotting the indie workers that we've seen at various shows. Sometimes <laughs> I forget them. <laughs> I'm tired now. I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> Whether it's Firestar AML or the old CWF or whatever. It's always like Brian's. Oh yeah, that's the guy that we saw. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. That is. And I, I'm like, I always, I couldn't remember. Um, well, if I could, if I could just harness this stuff and make money, I know, right? <laughs> that's what I've always said. Like the stuff, I've got a lot of stuff in my head. It's just none of it can make uh, me any money. It's it's trivial. Yes. It's the weirdest shit. Um, can I just say that Pat McAfee hits the jobber thing a little bit too hard? 
just the slightest bit too hard. I mean, it's fun. It's an inside joke. We all get, oh, look at this guy. He's so stupid. He's looking guy. He nothing. They go, they're going to lose. He, he hits it just the teeniest bit too hard, don't you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I didn't I didn't pick up on that, but until you just now said it, I, yeah, you're right, man. I get it. We all get it. We all get, I don't know what the thing is. I, I thought it was, the thing in Greenville was hilarious with the monkey thing and all that shit and the, the Gibson reference. I, I get all that. But you know you don't want to, you don't want to just like hey guys these people are gonna lose they're gonna lose they're not gonna win. <laughs> Did you imagine like Bob Cottle? I don't even know that George South is out here. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Drag that George. They ain't winning shit. <laughs> That's so true, man. Great. I, I can't imagine. I, I mean, it's everybody. Everybody's in on the joke. We all get it. You're just hitting it just the taddest bit too hard, Pat. Just, just I love you. You're great. It's fine. Just a little bit. Uh, the trio, in addition to then team member Isaiah Swerve Scott, were released on November 2021 in one of WD's many rounds of pandemic cuts. That was November 2021. That's when all that shit happened when they were like, yeah, I don't know if it's okay that you travel with her and you guys shouldn't say that. And that's going to get you the heat up here. And then they resign her. And like two weeks later, they, they fire him. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a whole string of weird circumstances there. I don't know what all that was about that yeah that whole that whole time period really with people those people getting cut with bray wyatt even going back to him getting cut all it was just a lot of them just didn't make sense we're gonna look back at 2021 as like the height of vince's manic state right i would yeah it's really looking like that now when he when he fired those executives a few years ago and just off with their heads in the soccer stadium on your knees and you want to blast your brains out uh that was that was a big deal and then all of a sudden this shit here. Um, Dalla acknowledged some of the rumors that his interactions with Vince McMahon following BFAB's initial release were the reason for their eventual release. People love to say I'm hard to work with. I'm not hard to, I'm not, I'm hard to fool. Saying there were a myriad of reasons they were released. Everyone in the world thinks they know who I am. Everyone in the world thinks I'm hard to work with. People who never worked with me had one conversation with me and felt they could talk down to me like I'm not a 30 year old man. I told them about themselves and then they get in their buddy's ears and like, I'm hard to work with. In actuality, I'm not hard to work with. I'm hard to fool. You can't tell me something that's not true and you're not going to stand on. That's how I was raised. If that makes me wrong, I'm going to be wrong forever. He effused praise on Levesque for bringing in all three talents as there were a hundred wrestlers. He could have done that too. He, well, give him a chance. He'll bring a hundred back. <laughs> He's about halfway there. If he ever touched you in NXT, you're coming back on the roster. <laughs> If he ever laid a hand on you, you're, you're back, coming back on the roster. Um, regarding any previous heat, Dallas said Levesque told him they didn't know what happened before and didn't care. There's a new place. They can have a clean slate on the second go around, <laughs> which means there's some real stupid locker room bullshit about doing so. <laughs> Just going to say that. It was a breath I mean, of fresh air. I was down when we got released. Uh, hit Row was hotter than anything in wrestling, period. I don't care who you are. Your feelings hurt. Get your feelings hurt and you want to. When we got released, I felt we had something great and turned it ashes in my hand. It made me stop watching wrestling for the first time in my life. I went eight months without watching wrestling, he said. Hmm. Well, here's what you missed. A lot of shitty stuff that Vince McMahon uh, booked and then Vince McMahon getting cheered on national television as he was going out of the door. <laughs> That's what you missed. <laughs> um, I've... I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Hit Rose back. I just don't see them. They're not as good without Swerve. 
Swerve was their guy. Yeah. They're good without Swerve. With Swerve, they're great. And I'm going to say, again, I think MVP would be tremendous with this with this crew right here. If they could have MVP as their guy with his, like, his showbiz bona fides, I think they could be fantastic. Yeah. I You know, and I've not really heard – well, I don't remember hearing Top Dollar and uh, uh, the other dude talk very much. You know, I don't, I don't think – in other words, I don't think either one of them right now seem to me – like they could be the voice like Swerve was for them right. on those on the promos and shit. Um, but I yeah, agree. MVP would be good, man. I, I agree with that. If you want to totally heal this thing out, if you want they're not gonna be heels, but if you want to totally heal this thing out, have Max Dupree come over. <laughs> he manages them, he puts on the white boy like basketball, he puts on like the basketball tank top and shit, puts on he puts on the fucking lid and he puts on like the backwards baseball cap and, and the sunglasses and shit. And he managed them. If that's how, if, if you want to create a heel tag team out of these guys, God, that would be great. Actually, wouldn't, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they've got re- planned for them, obviously, but I, I don't know, man. I'm with you. I just don't think something without swerve there. It just, and to me, when they came in, the way it looked to me, the way I grasped the group was that Swerve was the guy who's been around wrestling the longest. He's he's more experienced, I guess, because I hadn't really heard of those other three until then, until they came into NXT. And he was kind of leading the way for them. So with him gone, it, it kind of takes away the voice and like their – uh, I don't know. I guess their their experience factor. So I don't know. We'll see how see how it goes. I mean, they've only been on for two minutes. So I mean, I, I, I it's hard to say, but it's 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 going to be tough to. It's going. I, it, it might be a little bit tougher to sell this time without Swerve. Maybe. It's, it'd be great. It would be great to have Eli Drake as their guy, as their manager and shit. <laughs> and then eventually he be he just great. becomes anno- so annoying they have to eventually beat his ass down. And then yes. everybody would cheer, they would cheer the shit out of him. They would love yes. that. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. You, Come on, you that's got fantastic. something there. Uh, this, I just saw this. You can add Kurt Angle to the list of former WWE champions who remain skeptical that Vince McMahon has truly ceded control over the WWE. He was on the Cafe de Rene podcast with Rene Dupree. Here's the quote. I personally don't think he's fully retired. You know, Vince, he's going to be behind the scenes. Ha ha ha. Laughs. Vince is not letting go of that company. He will not let it go until his hands are dead cold. They pry it out of his cold, dead hands. He's not letting go of that company till he dies. And that just it. And you know, I'm not trying to cause any trouble, (laughs) any problems for WWE or Vince McMahon, because I love Vince to death. But there's no way he's going to let it go. He already set it up. You know, Stephanie being in charge and Triple H being in charge of talent relations. He's got everybody in the right position so he can continue to run the show. Kurt, this is You know, all these people that say they love Vince to death and all, you know, just don't have a seemingly a bad word to say about him like like Angle was just talking. He didn't really gush over him like some of these people are. But I wonder, is it the the person, the wrestler who loves Vince so much, or is it the wrestler's bank account that loves Vince so much? You love him like on Tuesday, but by Friday when he's turned on you and you're getting your future endeavors, you hate him. Yeah. So that's, well, that's, you know, 
there are just as many people that are happy to see him gone as there are that are sad to see him gone. I would I would go as far as to say there are more people that are happy to see him gone. Probably. Probably. Uh, the news, of course, this week is the WWE has disclosed another $5 million in payments made by former CEO Vince McMahon and delayed its earnings report, according to an SEC filing. That update comes after a disclosure of $14.6 million in previously unrecorded expenses paid out by Vince McMahon. That's a shut the fuck up money, by the way. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal had reported that the hush payments were under investigation by federal prosecutors and the Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, McMahon, who retired as CEO and chairman of the company last month, is the largest shareholder of the company, CNBC reports, with a 32% stake. He bought the company from his father about 40 years ago, oversaw its growth in global sports entertainment. McMahon's daughter, Stephanie, took over as co-CEO and chairwoman. That's the position that she holds with Nick Khan, by the way. Two CEOs, I'll remind everyone, never fucking works. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're twins. Things are going great right now. Everybody's singing Kubaya, holding hands by the campfire, but it don't work. Uh, Her husband, Triple H, Paul Triple H Levesque, now in charge of WWE's creative content, In its filing on Tuesday, WWE stated that the two newly disclosed payments made by McMahon in 2007 and 2009 are unrelated to allegations of misconduct against McMahon. These are just extra shut-the-fuck-up money that he thought he needed to put out there. The board is currently uh, overseeing an independent investigation of the previous payments and allegations. News of the previous payments highlighted a speculation of a WWE sale. On Wednesday, WWE shares rose to more than 1%, hitting a 52-week high before... Closing roughly flat. WWE also said it will be unable to file its quarterly report as some of those documents are at Mar-a-Lago. No, that's not, <laughs> that's not what it said. It, it didn't say that. Uh, there you go. What would surprise you if this funny somebody said something like, if you, you know, we've always talked about the Jimmy Snooker thing. If, if they came out and they said, we do have the actual evidence that Vince McMahon paid people off at Pennsylvania, so that Jimmy Snooker wouldn't go to jail. Would you be that surprised right now? No. <laughs> I mean, Hell there's, no. There's not really a lot that would uh, going forward would surprise you about him. You know, I, I, I have to say, I don't know if there's much in this world period right now that would surprise me at this point. <laughs> if, if, if goddamn aliens landed in my front yard tomorrow, I, it wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, OK, it must be Sunday. And this is good. This is good too. This is a headline that several people are uh, hi- highlighting. Vince McMahon regime had reportedly really soured on Gunther, or as we like to call him, Volter. Would you be surprised if he went back to the name of Volter, which was his NXT name, right? Well, here's here's what I think about that. I thought about this actually okay. just in my head. Um, if he hadn't been called Walter before. You know, if if he was called Gunther or Gunther from the from the get go, I think that name kind of fits him. But since he was known as Walter, I still see him as Walter. You know, because right. I always like Walter is such a odd wrestling name. You know, it's like Eugene. You know, and I I, I just I, I you know just the whole name change is just what screwed it up. I, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they do go back to Walter though. As Why seen- not? As seen during the July 4th, 2022 edition of Raw, Intercontinental Champion Gunther defeated R-Truth, who was dressed as Uncle Sam. It appears that Vince McMahon and his regime really soured on Gunther after that segment. Wonder why. 
You beat up Uncle Sam. You can't do that. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. <laughs> Following his appearance on Raw on the 4th of July, those in power at the time really soured on going through for whatever ridiculous reason to the point where a burial on TV was coming. Oh, wow. He just avoided it. <laughs> oh, that German son of a bitch just avoided getting killed on TV. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Since then, McMahon retired and Gunther has continued to be pushed under the Triple H regime. Gunther successfully defended his title against Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event of SmackDown on August the 12th. So I've seen several people online and stuff say that how much they enjoyed that match. I, honestly, I didn't really watch it. I, I, I know it was the, the main event and all, but I was, I don't know, I just got distracted doing other things at the end and I really didn't see the match. I, I guess I can go back and watch it, but I just didn't think it would be all that great. I figured he'd squash him. You know, well, not really squash him because it was 20 minutes left in the show. So, but I, I didn't think Shinsuke would win. So I just, I don't know. I just didn't have any much, have much interest in watching it. But apparently it was a pretty good match. Um, Overall, though, how do we feel about going through? I think he does an okay job in that role. Yeah. I mean, he, big guy that can move a little bit and, and pretty agile and, and, and things. He's not just a one trick pony. Uh. I, he's just, you know, those, those type wrestlers that come in the mill, the militant type or whatever you want to call the, mm -hmm. you know, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. But well, not really Nazi specifically, but just any, I'm trying to think of somebody else that Chris Von any kind of like somebody with general in front of their name or. Oh, general or Sandor like, Akbar. No, not him. No. Well, he, well, yeah, yeah. He is general, but he wasn't like, all goose stepping down the, you know, the damn yeah. ramp and stuff. But I don't know what I'm trying to say, but somebody in like Guthrie, I've just never really been, a, it's never been appealing to me. Those type wrestlers, I've just never been, a, you know. Colonel De Beers would be a good example. Okay. Yeah. There you go. A there militant and obviously racist Colonel De Beers, <laughs> yeah. who, was, who was portrayed as such without any apology or without any reservation. Well, I think, uh, that's a good. That's a good one because I, I didn't really care for him too much. Not just in the sense of him being a, a heel, but just in the sense of the character he played. I just, I don't know, something about it just doesn't appeal to me. Um, Drew McIntyre, the next challenger to Universal Champion Roman Reigns, has been pulled off this weekend's live events in Salisbury, Maryland, and Atlantic City, New Jersey. I just did the research on that, so you didn't have to. There Thanks. are approximately 190 miles between Salisbury, Maryland and uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Okay. Jason Powell of ProWrestling.net first reported the news saying it is a precautionary move due to lower back soreness. Of course, we still have a little time before uh, the rumble at the castle, the, cash at the clash of the castle in Wales. Hassle uh, at the castle. <laughs> the shit Scooby Doo, the shit show at the the estate at Merrill Argo. Uh, and to, I'm going to be honest with you, it's another one. Up until a few days ago, I thought it was Merrillargo. I thought it was L A R G O, but the, it's it's Merrillago. It's L A G O. Largo. Did uh, you know it was? It, did, you, did you think it was? Largo I thought it was Merrillargo. I did. Yeah. I'm I mean, like Key Largo, or you know, Largo, Florida, up near Tampa. Yeah, I think that's what it is. The Key Largo. Yeah. Thing. Anyway, Kilago. Do you know this is interesting? Do you know the last person in WWE to actually pin Roman Reigns? Wow. Let me think about this. This Can happened uh, at the end of 2019. Oh, boy. 
last person to pin him. Jeez, I guess that's back when he was uh, still a babyface, right? <laughs> he was still getting the awful reactions. And they were like, no, we're going to stick with this no matter what. It's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. You guys don't get it. Boy, the fans I'm telling you, it's out. over. It's over. I think uh, he had come back from the other, you know, coming back from, from the blood cancer again, from leukemia. Yeah. And then there was a hard reset on everything because he bowed out of going to WrestleMania in 2020. And then they had to be like, ah, I don't know if we want to work with you so much. And then eventually they were like, ah, oh, fuck it. We have to turn him heel. And now he's yeah. become the Roman Reigns you know today. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't even think they, I don't even remember them ever hooking up, but I'm just going to say Bray Wyatt. I know it's wrong, but. It's uh, Baron Corbin. No. Baron Corbin's December of 2019 apparently was the last WWE superstar to defeat Roman Reigns. <sighs> see, why would, see, that would be something they should play up, you know. I don't think I don't think that's no, that's like the chick that you fucked when you were drunk. You don't want to remember that. Well, I I mean, for Baron's sake, not for Roman's sake. They should should make, you know what I'm saying? That that should be his his little gig. You know, I'm the last person to pin on Roman Reigns. They can't just let Ricochet have his moment in the sun. They have to have stupid ass Corbin go out and beat him down for some reason. Who was who was it that was was that Madcap that was teaming up with McIntyre? Yes, yes, yes. They're trying like hell to get him over, dude. They're so trying to get they him over. Can't it just can't happen? He just he. There's nothing to him. He can Who's wrestle. A, he's a great wrestler. He can. He's he's really good. I think, but he just. Who is somebody they've tried and tried and tried to get over in AEW, but they can't get over like Andrade. Yeah, can't, they can't get Andrade over. I mean, they just can't. No. They've tried everything. They brought in like they almost dug up Gory Guerrero's corpse to like get him, get him the peace sign and give him. Yeah, he's great, and they just couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, that might be the only one. Everybody else seems to be organically just people love them for whatever reason. Well, they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't get Christian over. And then he, you know, he cuts the, the amazing promos that he's cutting now. <laughs> going after Jungle, he's a heel. He's Jungle Boy's dad, <laughs> and he's fucking now he's over like crazy as a heel. That's yeah. right. He's just Christians has never been good at being a, a baby face. I, I mean, he he's okay, but the reaction factor is just not there. It's weird, the but they were able to finally get that guy over when he turned heel. Yeah, people love to hate on people. That's what it is. Uh, let's anything else about um, SmackDown that you wanted to go over that you thought, well, we, we, we can do the Liv Morgan reaction again. Yeah. Cause the Liv We're, Morgan reaction was once again, less than overwhelming from the crowd in Raleigh, North Carolina. I, uh, I'm starting to feel sorry for her, man. I am too. Did you think they, do you think they kind of set her up for failure? Intentionally? Well, I mean, I think they kind of gave her – I think they had the best of intentions with it, but I think it was kind of like, here you are, and this kind of pushed her out there. But they didn't really have a plan for like, okay, if things go a little this way, then we're going to do this. If they go a little this way, then we're going to do – it was kind of like, ah, fuck you. You're here. That's all you get. Well, I'll, I'll be – I'll say this, man. I think it all started out on, on the wrong foot with her anyway by by her getting the belt the way that she got it. Because she didn't really establish herself by doing that, establish herself in in a in a 
positive way to the crowd by the way she won it. I mean, people were happy when she won just because she's, you know, a crowd favorite. But once I think people kind of thought about it and then saw the next match and that bullshit ending that, that tap and pin or whatever at the same time, I think people started to put two and two together and it's like, you know, we, we like live, but I don't, I'm not buying this shit. Um, yeah, that's setting somebody up for failure when you give them like a cheesy ass story as to how they want it. And then you expect them to be a baby face and nobody's buying it. Yeah. I'd say that's, that's in the ballpark of setting somebody up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, man. Um, so what do we do to fix this? Boy, I don't know. I mean, if you take the belt off over now, that's God, that's such a, that's such a blow. That'd be such a blow to her, man. It really would be. But they because can't really the way, just just because the way people hang on to those belts anymore. I mean, they, it's, you know, there was a time that belts would change like the weather. You know, you know, but now it seems like they don't go anywhere for a long fucking time. And I'm talking about any belts, right? And the world, the the world uh, championship, the WWE championship belt, the women's championship belt. That's like if you, God, I just can't. I don't know what to do with her, man. I, I, the only thing I can think of is I, I thought of it the other night. I'm like, what, what could they do? And I was trying to think of actually some things. And I, one thing I thought of is maybe they can make her a heel because I, that would be the only way that she could keep the belt and it be and it be le, kind of legit. You know, her being like always the way she'd win would always be like the way she won against Rhonda, you know, just barely getting, you know, tap right, right. As she gets the pin or, you know, something like that. Just, she, she kind of backs her way into a victory kind of shit. And, and that, that'd be her little thing, you know, doesn't she need somebody, doesn't she need somebody with her? If she's going to be a heel. I think so. Who does does she need? Who does she need? I don't know. Um, Boy, you could pick a lot of people, really. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm all in favor of bringing. I would, I'd love to bring Nikita up there as a, uh, as a heel. But if you saw uh, the, if you saw the promo that Nikita and Zoe were doing for yeah, their, yeah, for their, their complete baby, hundred percent babyface, right? Oh God, yeah, that was a hundred percent babyface. And those two women look great together. I think so. It was kind of surprising. I, cause I, I, what do you think about Zoe Stark? Or do you like her at all? Not really. I don't know much about her. I know very, I don't know a great deal about her, but I think she's, you know, the way that they presented her is good. Cause it looks like, Hey, she's had a setback physically. She's come back from it and now she's tough and she's kind of glib and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to give those yeah. guys that two minute package. They gave them on Friday night. That's kind of yeah. a huge deal. It is. I'm glad they did that. That's that was smart. I'm glad they did that. Um, and I, well, some I don't people know. don't know who they are, you know. Well, they might end up jobbing them out though. So you and I can't get well, them. Can't get them. I just kick their asses. Who are they? Do you know? Do you remember who they're taking on in that rank? I, the first I don't know what. I can't remember what the um, the bracket looks like in that thing. I can't so, either. Let me see if I can Google it real quick. But I I thought for them to get. <clears throat> that kind of a push from a video package like that was, yeah, that was, that was hot for sure. Well, I think, I think they're getting ready to push Nikita anyway, regardless yeah, of what I, happens. I agree. 
Here's the updated brackets for the women's tag team title according to 411 Mania. Um, they're taking on Nikita and Zoe are taking on Natty and Sonny Deville. Mm. That's their matchup. These, they could actually these, win that. that could, that's a that's a winnable match. Rock and roll Raquel Gonzalez takes on Aaliyah or it with Aaliyah taking on Zia Lee and Shotzi. Yeah, Shotzi, that was that was Friday night. Shotzi's I like Shotzi a lot, but I don't think they're using her in a way that's going to get her over in any way, shape, or form. She's getting played out. She's getting kind of getting used up. I think it started going down for her when they took away her tank. I would agree. Uh, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H., who are still in the company, are forming a tag team. They'll take on Alexa Bliss and Asuka. And the final bracket matchup is the new <laughs> EO Sky and Dakota Kai against Tamina and Dana Brooke. I would almost say that Tamina might be a good bodyguard for um, for Liv. That would be good. Which That's a want- good use. Man, that really is. I, I, you, I think that would be great. What you would like for her to do, what and Nikita's a big girl too. You could use her in this capacity. Is you want Liv to be a chicken shit heel? She goes out and pushes people and goes and hides behind either Tamina or Nikita, whoever you decide that's going to be her bodyguard. Yeah. That's what you would yeah. do, I think. Yeah. And I then think she so. runs her mouth a lot, talks shit and stuff like that when she's the one that's going out there and hiding from everybody. Was uh was Liv? I can't remember, man. Was Liv ever a a, a heel? And NXT? That's a good question. I, I don't think so. I think she was just a babyface in NXT. So so she's really never been a heel. I don't think so, but I think she could do it. I think so. I think she, she might be great at it, actually. I think she could do well. <clears throat> and to be honest, like I just said a few minutes ago, this might be your only way to save face in this shit. Oh, let me correct myself. Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah advanced. They beat Zia Lee and Shotzi. Yeah, I, I said that that's was the right. match. It was on Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. You got it. Yeah, you nailed it. So it's EO Sky and Dakota Kai against To Be Determined and Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus To Be Determined. Well, I predict, this is my prediction. I predict that Kai and Sky will win. And then once they win, isn't that, isn't, am I wrong in saying that, that the championship match of that, tournament will be at the hassle in the castle i think that's what it's supposed to be i think that's what the the plan is okay well i think that's when sasha and naomi return well that would be dramatic that would be probably the way to go yeah um because that seems like that's going to happen at some point in time yeah this just it just bothers me because they're doing like all the obvious stuff now the shit that they should have done that everybody was screaming at Vince to do that he wouldn't do. And now he's out of the way. There was this point in time when McDonald's was doing like really shitty as far as their stock and stuff. And mm-hmm. then they go, okay, all right, fuck it. You guys want it. We'll serve breakfast all day. We can have a McMuffin all day. Like they had been told for 20 years and they finally did it. And everybody was like, Oh my God, they've reinvented the world. This is the greatest motherfucker. You just did what everybody told you to do for 20 fucking years. And I couldn't have been happier. It was the dumbest shit ever that you should have done it. You could have been profiting for all these years, and then you finally did it, and you turned shit around. You know, sometimes I want a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit around noon. There, the, the entire plot to the movie Falling Down just goes poof if you don't have that. <laughs> what are you going to bitch about now, Michael Douglas? Oh, i got to redo the script on that. 
Your goddamn fries suck. Um. All right. Now we got to fix AEW. Hang on. Tony Khan makes bold claims on metrics used to compare AEW and WWE and cites rankings to be emblematic of pro wrestling business. Dun, dun, dun. Tony Khan recently gave his thoughts on using TV rankings as a metric to compare AEW and his competitor WWE in the 90s. Ted Turner's World Championship Wrestling gave WWE a run for its money to the two promotions lock horns by having weekly shows on Monday nights. Over time, WWCW spiraled into bankruptcy, resulting in a merger with the sports entertainment giant. Nearly two decades later, Tony Khan, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks came together to create All Elite Wrestling in 2019. The promotion partnered with Warner Brothers Discovery and airs on the TNT Network, which was once the home for World Championship Wrestling. In a recent interaction with the Walk Away to Fight Club, which I suppose is a podcast, Tony Khan cited how TV rankings are often used to dictate the success of promotions. He stated that doing well in ratings gives wrestling businesses leverage in negotiation with networks. There's been a lot more interest in it since the Monday Night Wars of the 90s, and it's a metric that stuck with us, and people have used it to track the success of promotions. And absolutely, I think the ranking is what's emblematic of what's happening in TV in that time and place. In the current cable satellite universe, there's a ton of money in rights fees, and it's brought a lot of interest in pro wrestling business. And I've been able to leverage into building a pretty big business over the past few years. Tony Khan then commended WWE for its generation of revenue worth hundreds of millions via TV and pay-per-view events. Our competition, WWE, has done a great job in building their TV business and generating huge revenues through multiple TV properties. No company besides them has ever generated hundreds of millions of dollars through TV and pay-per-view, as we have done in our relationships with Warner Brothers Discovery and the pay-per-view business we built for AEW. Over the past few weeks, WWE's administration has undergone massive changes with Triple H now in control. In a conversation with The Zone, Tony Khan stated that his belief that WWE's transformation will assist in AEW's betterment in the future. I think they've been better. It seems like that's the consensus among people who watch them. I think in general, if it's going to get more people watching wrestling, that's probably not going to hurt any wrestling company. And if we stand to gain the most in any way, many ways, because if you're a big wrestling fan, you've been away, you might be saying, where are Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson, CM Punk's back? This week on Dynamite, CM Punk made his return following an injury. He confronted interim AEW world champion John Moxley following his match against Chris Jericho. Tony Khan stated he was inspired to create the acting championship from UFC. Well, you should be uninspired. <laughs> he cited that a unification of these titles is bound to happen soon. Um, part of this is that the ratings have not been that good for AEW. I think they still remain number one in that time slot. They still do very well in the demo. Um, but there's been a lot of problems with all Elite wrestling. It seems I thought dynamite well, starting was starting with starting with, uh, people that have been out notable people that have been injured and out. I don't think that's helped one bit. I mean, people, uh, I, I mean, I like Daniel Garcia and some of those guys, but some people don't want to see them every fucking show dynamite rampage rampage dynamite. You know, I mean, it's just, I know these guys have to fill spots and stuff, but it's like, it's just they people get, or at least I do. I get tired of seeing them, whether it's their fault or not. So I mean, I, th I think that's part of it. Um, and then CM Punk coming back on Wednesday was a big deal, and it's going to be. I thought the Wednesday Dynamite was pretty good. I thought they did a pretty good job of getting everything down the field the way they wanted to. I didn't even think that everybody's kind of bitching about the the Jade Cargill and Madison Rain match. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought I, it was okay. You know, 
I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. Um, I, th- I honestly, and I love Madison Rain, but I thought I thought Jade was really going to make her look like shit. Yeah, but but actually, I think Madison helped Jade look to be help Jade look better without looking without Madison looking like shit. If that makes sense. No, no, that makes sense. Um, I, I thought it was like a solid B minus C plus match. Oh yeah, easy, which easy. is fine. Um, there is a so, noticeable height difference. Anytime there's like a big height difference and size difference, it to me it, that just kind of puts a lot more pressure. It would. It seems like it would put more pressure on those two, the two people wrestling, to make it look more legit. I think so. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't look legit. Um, the only other really outstanding, awful thing was whatever that promo was that they were doing backstage with Tony Storm. That was <laughs> fucking God, <man>. disaster. <laughs> I don't even know. What, what was that? <laughs> it was th- the Thunder Rosa Tony Storm thing. Like, first of all, I don't think I, I really don't think that had to be on television. I think they could have gone no. oh, just cut that. And the other thing was it wasn't done live, so I feel like Tony Shivani could have gone, Hey, can we get another take? I don't think you guys because <laughs> you know they just promoted Tony like had a bro, you know, and I don't know if he feels like he can say to hey, I don't know if you guys realize this, but what you just said sucked ass. Let's do it. Just let you know. I just I mean, I was me, I've been in wrestling like since I was five years old and shit. And what you did just then really sucked what we call a bag of ass in the business. So if you guys, if you want to do that over and like say something good instead of something shitty, yeah. that would be cool. That would help. That would be like something. <laughs> <laughs> I that To me, that's like, if anybody ever wants to like say something about WWE versus AEW or whatever, yeah, you could probably make the, I think you'd make the the statement that that would have never aired on WWE television. They would have been like, we're either going to cut that or we're going to make it better. Or it ain't going to, it ain't going to go. Yeah. 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 It was, it was awful. <laughs> Thunder Rosa said something like, yeah, we're just going to talk about this later. God damn. Mm-hmm. That'll put the asses in the seat right there, Tony. Back to you. <laughs> you know, I think they would have been better off just like putting a mic in the living room and just catching a conversation between those two for a couple of minutes and airing that, you know, just a casual conversation. I think that would have been better. Um, so we got to, I mean, I hate to beat the dead horse, but I'll beat that. I, I'll be that guy. Give me we the don't base. ever do that, man. You can do it. You <laughs> can do that. It's, it's okay. Job one is to get MJF back on fucking television. Right. Period. Full stop. Oh, Definitely. I'm not backing down from that either. No, you are right. That's that's number one to getting this entire thing. They, they were talking about this. And I heard Dave Dave talking about it with with um, uh, Garrett on on their on the Wrestling Observer thing, and he goes, "There was this point in time where I think it was February of '98, maybe or something, and WCW was not doing great in the ratings, but they were killing with house shows, and they were selling out every TV. They were just killing. They were destroying." They were still trailing WWE, so they had some leading indicators that some shit was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, AEW, what Dave, what Dave has done, and I think he's done a really good job at this, 
he's pointing out that what they do in terms of social media is they take their fans and are able to convert them to customers better. The WWE guys obviously are making a lot of money, but they don't have to convert their customers. They're getting huge checks from fucking Universal every, you know, for the for the stuff on Peacock forever. They've got the money coming in from the Saudis, all that shit. Um, so we, we've detailed that about when you when you crack open the books when the fiscal year starts. They've got money coming in before they sell ticket one, before they sell t-shirt one, before they sell anything, right? They've got the money right. from Peacock coming in. They've got the Saudi money coming in. They've got they've got sponsorships and stuff coming in. They, they don't have to, they, so they don't really need to convert. Yeah. If you got a bunch of looky-loos who are watching SmackDown or you're watching Raw, you don't necessarily like, well, I got to get them to buy a t-shirt. I got to get them to buy a ticket to SmackDown. That doesn't need to happen for WWE. They're still going to make a shit ton of money. If you get them to sign up for Peacock, good on you but it doesn't really matter. But what AEW has done a really good job of is they've got these people that are interested. They get, they watch it on social media and they're able to convert those people into customers and spending money for their promotion. Right. All that AEW dark shit. And all. Yeah. Now I, 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 but they, they need to do better now. Partially. Yes. Triple H Paul Levesque has done very well in the interim and they've gotten, Kind of a kiss right now. You know what's looming very, very soon is football season. Football oh, God, season yeah. Football season is going to take away a nice portion of your audience on Monday night. So you better, and I think Triple H is smart enough to figure that out. So he's going to have to like start thinking, I need to set some things up so that people might be interested, blah, 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 blah. And they've, they've done it. Bryant, they've done a few things that have been tricky. Like that first Raw that he booked, I think maybe the one, I think it was the one at Madison Square Garden. They went commercial free that first hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've, yeah. they've done some tricky shit that they kind of, you know, some of the stuff we used to do in radio when we'd do the breaks, you know, the quarter hour shit that they would always try to drum into you, all that stuff yeah. they would try to, all that, that bow tie bullshit that they would always, all the tricks and stuff like that. Yeah, you got, you know, taking those breaks at 10 till. But how are we going to, how are we, how are we going to fix AEW? We need to get under the hood. We need to fix AEW right now. First suggestion, which we've been harping on for quite a while here, get Maxwell Jacob Friedman back on television. Get him running his mouth for a minimum of five minutes. Get him in two or three segments every dynamite. And I, I was going to say, too, that out of everybody that's gone right now, whether it's MJF or any of the injured people, he is the one, not Kenny Omega, not Adam Cole, not Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe Punk. Punk might be the closest one to MJF that will move needles on yeah, AEW. Yeah, big time. Big time. So so now that Punk's back, you ha there's just – and say what you want about Kenny Omega and all those others I just said, but you got to get – Maxwell Friedman back on that damn show. I don't know what it costs. I don't know if it's going to cost you. Did you hear the Jacksonville Jaguars fans redeeming themselves in preseason on, on Friday night? Did you hear them chanting, you sick fuck at Deshaun no. Watson? They chanted, you shit sick fuck at Deshaun Watson. As they <laughs> Who started that channel? Oh, God, I, I don't good. know, but God bless the, 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 Per, the, the terribly done to the the dread the dreadful 
Jacksonville Jaguars fans, God bless each and every one of you for doing what <laughs> needs to be done and saying what needs to be said. Yeah, I take a lot of the Jaguar stuff for that. <laughs> you suffered through one of the worst seasons last year, one of the biggest I, I still say, please, God, whether it's Jeff Perlman or whoever it is, please somebody do a book, a novel, not a novel, but a book, based on what happened in Jacksonville in 2021. My God, I would read the shit out of that. That that thing must have been shit show from, from the first second that Urban Myers strode in that facility. See, I would watch they need to make like a like a documentary kind of thing. Like not really a documentary, but something like they did with the Lakers on HBO. Oh my God. Just that make would it be- like a like a movie or something. Dude, nobody nobody the thing is nobody would be like that never happened like that. No, <laughs> Pretty much that was it. Yeah, that would be the guy. Um, so we're going to bring MJF back. The second thing, I'm afraid we're going to have to retire some belts. We have yes, too many belts. God. I'm afraid. I'm going to say TBS and TNT titles, fare thee well. I love you. You're great. Ricky Starks, you're my boy. But that FTW championship goes well, that's back. A in- that's a hook now. Is it hooked? That's right. Now it goes. It goes back to uh, his dad. To Taz's Taz's fireplace, right above yeah. the mantle there. Yeah. I'm sorry. We don't need it. We've got too many. That'll be fine. Your new North Atlantic Treaty Organization belt, or whatever you have, your new NATO belt. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think that's close. It's close. It's if it's not what close. it is. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, that one. That one we can keep since it's new. Uh, mm, we're doing yeah, a. Oh no. We need a world champion. We don't need an interim world champion. We need a tag team champion. And then I guess the ROH belts can stay. You're right. The the North Atlantic Treaty Organization belt needs to go bye-bye. Yeah. And as far as ROH, just the ROH champion. That's all and tag maybe tag team champions, and that's it. Third of all, we're going to have to do away with some factions. <laughs> hold on. Let's, uh, hold, one more thing about the belt before we go to the factions. Yes, yes, yes. Don't forget, there's a tournament going on right now for some more fucking belts. I know. The trios belt that everybody is so enthralled about. Let me let me also, let's cut down on the on the tournaments. Let's keep them till once a year, please, if we could. Oh man! Unless someone either has I, I, a leg, we'll start writing this stuff down. Hold on. Unless somebody gets a leg carved off in some sort of accident or someone dies, please no tournaments. Could we just do away with tournaments for just a little bitty bit? I do. I still think it's hysterically funny that like Colt Cabana has been cordoned off to ROH and he can't play. He's not asked to join any other reindeer games because his buddy. <laughs> CM Punk doesn't want him anywhere near. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I think, ah, oh God, I just want to drink a beer to that, man. That's just awesome. Well, he's straight edge, so drink a Sprite or something. Oh, okay. In honor yeah. in honor of Punk, yes. I understand the alcohol and the drug-free, but do we have to give up caffeine too? That's a little much. I think it's a bit much. I think it's a little, I think it's a little hardcore. All right, so we've got MJF coming back. The fact you mentioned rid- the factions. We're gonna get rid of we're gonna get rid of some factions. Some factions have to go bye-bye. Uh Dark- and there's still more factions coming, man. I know. Dark order, fare thee well. <laughs> You're gone. 
I'm sorry. It's just not happening for you. The factory. Goodbye. I'll see you later. Get the fuck out. Um, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Mwah. You've served your purpose, whatever it was. <laughs> and now you got to go. You have to, you have to get, get the fuck out. I laugh um, because it's true. I will. These are the factions I will accept. Is the acclaim that might be of, easier actually? I, I I also think like the Blackpool Brawlers Club or whatever the fuck uh, the BCC. I guess we're not doing BBC with them. We're doing BCC. Uh, I would BBC like to see one. BBC two. <laughs> BBC three. I would like to see uh, the BCC disbanded. Don't I think we can have Regal do some other stuff and maybe make him into a true authority figure. That'll be fine, but we really don't need them. Is the acclaim part of a, uh, are they part of a faction? Not anymore. They used to be with the ass boys, but I think they're just the acclaim now. Yeah. Those, those don't need to happen anymore. We're, we're done with, I'm sorry. We're done with factions for a while. We're not going to have. About, it, it, and you just, we've just touched we just skimmed the top of the factions. We even mentioned Stokely Hathaway's bunch. Yeah, and, I don't even. I don't know what they, Ari Davari's bunch. Yeah, that the and best the, friends. The Satnam. We talking about Ari Davari? Is that the Satnam Singh group? No, the, no, 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 no. That's another one. That's yeah. another one with Satnam Singh and and that and that crew. With well, Jim I Lee guess for Ford. business, I'm talking purposes. about Ari Davari and that Parker Boudreaux that used to be. Yeah, uh, that guy on NXT with Joe Gacy. We have to, we have one of, I mean, we have to, uh, the, the, the Indian power players, the IPP, they have to stay because we we're going to make so much money in India, just like TNA did, uh, on Rinka King. Um, so that one's going to stay, but the Stokely Carmichael bunch fairly well, best of luck and best of intentions to all of you. Uh, the Parker Boudreaux society. What are we calling those people? Trust Chantilly Busters. Lace. The truth. <laughs> But no, trust busters. That's what trust you're calling. Bu- That's what Teddy Roosevelt had. It was a fucking trust buster. I don't okay. know what the fuck they mean by that. I don't know what's going on with that. You're done. I mean, that's no. we don't need those guys. They have no... It's over. I'm sorry. Uh, and we're going to have to cut some people off the roster. Oh, no. Oh, and don't forget the, the Adam Cole people. The uh, Yeah. That they bunch. Just, well, they just turned on the Bucks, so they're going to have to be in that program for a minute, so... Yeah, they made well, that I'm just saying this is just another faction that we we hadn't mentioned. They made that poor kid cry, so they got some serious heel heat. By the way, maybe it's a little too soon, but Salmon Rushdie, way to keep that heel heat after 30 years. God, boy. I wish I, could, I, I wish I could work it like that. You know, I don't, don't want to get stabbed, but, you know. It's one thing for me to get stabbed in the lung at the Charlotte Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, Roddy Piper, this close to having his heart infiltrated by a blade. Well, how about 15 stab wounds for Salman Rushdie loses an eye, motherfucker? And some heel heat, brother! <laughs> Tell you something about some heel heat, you son of a bitch! Uh, Salmon, Sal, did I call him Sam? I just called him Salmon. Salmon, uh, Sa- Sa- Salmon Rushdie. So it's because what being so programmed not to say Salmon. Exactly. You know, so it sounds funny when you say Salmon. But he, he was, hasn't uh, he become a, isn't he a baby face now? Well, to a certain segment. It's like the Bret Hart okay. thing. It's like the, you know. <laughs> True. It's going to make it. Have you, see, have you seen that video that somebody put up? I've seen it several times in the last week or so, where Bret Hart is, I guess, at some fan fest or something. He's sitting there and the guy doing record. I guess he's a fan himself. That He goes, it is August 
fifth, two thousand twenty-two, and here is Bret Hart and his feelings today on Goldberg. Do you like Goldberg? No. Thank you. <laughs> Goldberg continues to uh, say he's not going to apologize. I just saw that story. I just saw that story. I can't. I can't believe that he's not going to like apologize. Goldberg. He's not going to apologize. He's. Uh, I just can't uh, see him doing that. SB Nation from one day ago. Goldberg has issued his last apology to Bret Hart. Uh, That's it. No more. On Talk is Jericho, Bill made it clear that while he's sorry about the whole situation, if the beef with Hart ever does die, it won't because uh, of another apology from him. He's an idol to anybody and everybody who would have ever been in this business. I'm a human being like everybody else, and there was absolutely no malicious intent whatsoever. None. Zero. Does it bother me? Yeah, I'll take it to my grave. But also, I got to say, and I'm kind of at a turning point, I'm done saying I'm sorry. I've said it a million times, and I'm not going to continue to tear myself down. I'm done. I said I'm sorry. If you can't accept my apology, it is what it is. You got to move on, and I've moved on. Jericho and Goldberg also got in their famous altercation during the 1990s with both men expressing their regret and believed they were set up by others in the WCW locker room. Here's the exchange. Jericho says, I firmly believe we had our backstage brouhaha, scuffle backstage. That was manipulated, I think, by other people to kind of put us against each other. Goldberg says, I don't believe that one was because of true animosity you and I had for each other. It was a stage that was set by other people, and we just followed out the storyline. I will apologize to the end of my days for that. Jerica goes, me too. That was not something I was very proud of either, especially the fact that it was online 20 minutes later. That's why I was like, it was all a setup, and we fell for it. I love that like, Jericho is going to apologize for that, not for his wife trying to like take down the United States Capitol and destroy our democracy. It's a whole different thing, man. I love, I love that that's the thing that's like, man, I am so sad. Do you don't think you were manipulated by a piece of shit in that case too, Jericho? You don't think your whole family was? I don't think he knows the actual meaning of manipulate. Uh, yeah, I think it's the number three over there at uh, Tim Hortons. No, no, it's not. <laughs> they don't serve that. At so far, this is what we have in fixing AEW. Mm-hmm. We're bringing back. I think MJ. we got off to a good start, actually. We're in great shape. We're bringing back. We're getting MJF. We're paring down the belts greatly. I still don't know what we're doing about ROH, but I can address that in a moment. Um, we're getting rid of no more factions, and we're going to pare down some factions, and some people are getting fired. Oh, oh, we're going to fire some people. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, Anthony Agogo does not belong on television. <laughs> You're not wrong. They fucked it up too because they had a go go camarato, and then they, they they threw somebody in there that didn't work. It didn't work with little with Cornette's little thing too, and Orange Cassidy. Like, there, so that needs to happen. Yeah. You know what? What would you think right now if I said something to you? I'm going to bring it. Bring this up. What is your immediate, honest gut reaction to ROH invasion? Like. The, a storyline where they invade or yes. the, the invasion that's actually going on now. <laughs> a storyline where they oh, were just calling it an invasion. <laughs> yeah. No. Just pretend you haven't seen all of the bullshit that you've seen. Like, and yeah, I don't know why the ratings for like rampage are going down because we're putting like two guys from ROH that you've never heard of against each other. I don't know why you wouldn't watch that. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. I why just, would why would Battle of the Belts be down when we've got these ROH people that we've given like no TV time to that you're supposed to give a fuck about? And here they are. Watch this. I don't get it. It's it's just too much sometimes. And it's not like I can't and you can't handle the all, everything going on at once, but it's 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 just complicated sometimes. Not really complicated, but it's just a lot to take in sometimes when you got two organizations wrestling on the same show. It just, and it's just, like, it just doesn't go it, over well. And what's the plan, Tony? What's what? Are, what, it, what, what are we? I mean, we've got it's a great match, Claudio Castagnoli against whoever. And to what end? To what end are we are we doing this? And why does the ROH title mean? So yes, if they did an invasion angle. And they had some guys, let's just say it was one of the ROH originals. Let's go back to, let's say Brian Danielson decided he was going to lead these guys and he's tired of the disrespect that's being shown to ROH and he's going to fucking beat down some AEW pieces of shit. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like, a, I like I like invasion angles if they're done right, man. It could, I mean, I think it could work. I don't, I don't necessarily, again, know what an end game would be. I would like somebody else to be a power player pulling the strings over all of it. That would be kind of cute. Trying to like call out Tony Khan on the whole situation. Carrie Silken does not fit the bill. Um, Vince McMahon is available. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Ring up. What is it again? Honor. Ring of honor. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, Tony. RBH is going to kick your ass. Oh, ROH is going to kick your ass. <laughs> All right. Ah, that's classic. <laughs> I mean, we you kind of need like somebody coming in and saying, I'm the disrespect that's been shown to these people should not have been shown. You need somebody who's got some respect in the industry. I can't okay, how about somebody that would like like um somebody in the shadows kind of thing? Would that would would you go for that? Whoever well, it is, like somebody that they refer to, but you don't know who it is. And if you're going to jack off to like all the inside stuff, like they do at fucking, you know, AEW, then AW, you're going yeah. to grab like a Gabe Sapolsky or something like that, have him orchestrate the whole thing, have Brian Danielson be his, his ring general. And then you bring some of those guys back. And then you have the cheeseburgers and you have, geez, Landon Castle and the boys kicking ass and shit like that. And then you have the Beer City Brawler and you have all those people coming in. And starting to whoop ass. And then you have, um, well, we need to have Jay Lethal back on the right team. And unfortunately, he's he's with the Indian power players right now. So, But he's ROH, though. He That's is. ROH. So he should, I mean, Jay Lethal would be a perfect guy to have over there for sure. But and and then, don't you think, too, man, that if ROH was a whole separate entity with its own show and Claudio won that belt, I think that would have seemed so much bigger. Yeah, like I said, there's no there's no end game. There seems to be no like to what end are we wrestling for this? Why does this belt mean this to those people? We've just said like to these people, oh, it means a lot. And this is how CM Punk and you know Brian Danielson got in the business and got their huge exposure and all this shit. But they haven't really followed up as to why it means anything, you know? Right, right, right. It's just supposed to mean something because we and here's this ROH thing, and I I continue to this consternation over the parent company being horrified at what fucking, you know, uh, Jay Briscoe said 
15 years ago continues to like baffle me. I mean, I, I, I really find it hard to believe that they would get a lot of, of pushback and a lot of people just like overwhelming the communications director at, you know, time Warner discovery uh, over, Oh my God, he made these anti-gay comments. Yeah. 15 years ago when they made up for it. And like, he's lived his life perfectly since then, as far as it goes with the LGBTQ community and shut up. He made and, a mistake and, a long time ago and he made up for it. He paid, and he paid a price for it too, by the that's way. That's right. That's right. And, and there's probably countless other people that we don't even really know about that have done that too. So it's not just him. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, just turning a blind eye to it or anything. I'm, I am recognizing the fact of what he did, but like you said, he has made up for it. He has atoned for it in a way. So, I think so. I think I, I, I think, think we've all made sad oh my God. shit back. I just didn't have it. I mean, I just whatever. didn't put it on Twitter. Like, I mean, just, well, that's a that's that's a whole different thing. That's that was. I mean, that's his problem, and that's that's. And he's my God. If he hasn't acquitted himself by now, you guys continue to hand ring. And oh my God, if we put him on AEW, all this stuff's gonna happen. And our fans are gonna hate us. And we're gonna shut up. Briscoe should be part of the invasion. They can beat down anybody. They can have a great match. I'm sorry. I know the I know the young bucks won't let them get anywhere near them because they're going to make them look like shit. But still, <laughs> they should be part of the invasion. Definitely. God, I can't uh, think of ROH without thinking of those two dudes. Uh, any other closing thoughts? Any other things that you would do to fix AEW as we grind to a halt here on another award winning edition of Katie Vickers Alive Alive? No, I think we we hit the uh, hit the high points on the. Uh, on uh, what to do there. I did. Funny enough, I was going through my pictures earlier this weekend and uh, kind of putting them and separating them into albums, which I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I've waited so long. There's so fucking many pictures. It's just almost over overwhelming trying to do that. But I started with the wrestling pictures because that's what I have a lot of most of really uh, from all our adventures, you and I are going. Oh, yeah. to, and you know what? And one thing I forgot about, that we had gone to some of these ROH shows and I'd forgotten that we've seen a lot of these guys that, that are out there now, like Juice Robinson and, oh, yeah. and David Finley and, and yeah. all those and people like that, that I, I'm like, damn, we actually got to see them, you know, we did. I, and, and NXT, I, I, I know this sounds dumb, but when I was looking at the NXT, I'm like, God, man, we, we saw fucking Shinsuke and, and Finn Balor. We did. We saw, this this was know, Riddle. You had your picture taken saw, with Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Riddle. And and half those people that are that are on the main roster now. It's just I have, the, the profits. I have breaking news. Mm-hmm. I got a tweet from three I got from MVP about hit my idea. Yeah. For him to be part of Hit Row. He oh. says, nah, they're just fine in their own <laughs> groove. The tweet from MVP. Oh. Okay. So he's not interested. Okay. Apparently he doesn't agree with me that he should be the head of Hit Row. You don't think he's working you, do you? I don't know. It might be. My, we'll see. Watch out for that, that Eli Drake, uh, Mark, Max Dupree thing, though. <laughs> that would be better. That no no be. offense, MVP, but I'm just saying. <laughs> that would be fucking intense, dude. Um, <laughs> you can follow Bryant, uh, who gets tweets from a lot of people. I think you and Heather Thomas are now engaged, are you not? Almost. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are, we have to do something about her husband. (laughs) He doesn't need to know that. (laughs) Well, you know, Brian is available for tweeting and Instagramming at, at Bryce sports, B R Y sports, TikTok at Stanley Jackson, 23. The show is available and you can tweet just like 
uh, like the MVP, the 305 MVP just tweeted, tweeted to me at, at Katie Vick Alive. At Katie Vick Alive is our show. At Brit awesome. Whitmire is my personal uh, Twitter account, B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E. And on Instagram, it's B-Dub for Reels, B-D-U-B number four, R-E-E-L-Z. And you can support what we do. Very easy to do that. You need back to school stuff? Of course you do. Well, some of you are already back to school. Uh, you can shop at our Amazon store. That's super easy to do. It's katievick.com. That is katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.